This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this here, the Next Lander podcast. It is episode 12. A baker, a dozen, not a baker's mm-hmm. dozen. A do- it's just a solid dozen. Brad Shoemaker, a dozen. It's like six of one and half a dozen of another? That's right. Combined, though, you take the oh. half a dozen of another and you take the six, and together you get a dozen. You That's don't even have to pick. Mathematics. You were just doing a sum. That's right. Sum The sum of all things Alex Navarro. You know, if you count in uh, episode zero there, you actually do have a baker's dozen. Yeah, that's a bit of the baker stole that one for themselves. They uh, just the little the baker gets that one. That's what a baker's dozen is, right? It's a dozen and the baker eats one. That's the whole hey, thing. The baker needs their taste. <laughs> baker got to eat. I want the baker to try the food they're about to make for me. Like if you're if you're the baker, feel free to um, if you're baking munchkins, feel free to eat one of the munchkins. I want to know if they are uh, poison munchkins or not. Uh, so eat them, eat them all. Also, uh, don't eat them all. You know what? Baker, eat them all. The baker got up at like two in the morning. I think the baker deserves a treat. Baker gets whatever they want. I, baker, I, just baker, just eat a bunch of unsweetened chocolate. 
the, the little I have known of professional bakers in the past, they get up extremely early. My uh, baking seems incredibly hard. My um, my cousin's mother's side of the family ran a bakery, and that uh, and they cannoli cakes every birthday party. I don't, I do Man. not enjoy cannoli cake anymore. Ah. Um, but wow, well, I like a cannoli. Yeah, but a cannoli cake, uh, I just you, you can have too much. You can have, have too much. much. She also, I don't know if I've ever had a cannoli. Yeah, cake. yeah, yeah. So mushy. So can I have your cannoli cake yes, since you don't eat them? I will. I, okay. I will save you. Uh, uh, I will save you a slice next time I am over at Aunt Laura's house, uh, and uh, she would put a cup, a circular cup, in the middle of the cake. And then uh, uh, squish it down to make a small ring on the inside and then cut the pieces from that. And I always thought that was some kind of weird baker hack or something. I didn't quite understand how it worked to get you more even slices or something. But, I, you know, I trust them on it because they ran a damn bakery. So, I don't know. Does the uh, does the baker get the circle piece? Maybe. Is that their baker's dozen? Maybe that's the trick. You sell that as a tiny cake? Or somebody gets a little yeah. cake, like it's cut. Cake cylinder. Get your cake cylinder. <laughs> I have good news for you. Yes. Nobody owns bakerhacks.com, as far as I can tell. That's impossible. That is a burgeoning business waiting to happen. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got the first one. Uh, the second baker hack is, uh, is, um, don't let the candles burn all the way down because the, then you'll just mm. get, just, uh, take the, then you got to eat wax. Then you got to eat wax, and nobody. Ah, likes a that. little wax is good for the old GI tract. In the good for the constitution. The th third baker hack: not everything on the cake is edible, even though you mm. think it might be. Some of it is just plastic. So just be. For instance, all this fondant can't eat that. <laughs> Shouldn't. Um, I they do amazing things with fondant, and God bless them for it. And none of them are edible. You can eat fondant, right? You just yeah, you, you can. You just, but why would you? I don't know because that's what they make all the cool looking stuff at. That's what? how you, I can make a Yoda cake if you don't use fondant. I don't have a clue what fondant. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm starting to infer what fondant might be. Let's fondant's see. just like a sheet of sheet of sugar that's malleable. That's mm. some, but it's also like weirdly not that flavorful. And what flavor it does have is just not very good. Should just call it fundant. That's what I'm. Baker hack number four. They should just call it fundant because of all this fun stuff you could do with it. We have to stop talking about. I'm, I'm over here googling Rick Baker. We have to move on. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> we are here. In the in the in the game bakery, just uh, mm. wait, cooking up some pot. Wait, that is, an, that is an actual developer, you know. Wait, game bakery? The, the, the game bakers. The game bakers is totally a developer. No, I did not know that. The of, make, uh, makers of makers of Fury. Oh and wow! Haven, which just came out last wow. year. So ba baker hacks not taken. Game bakery taken. The game bakers. Game bakers. Okay, but not the game. Plural. I'm sure they call it the game bakery. Uh, yes, the office there. Yes, they call their office the bakery. Okay, well, can I can't have everything. Curry. The game bakery. Would you say the game curry? Oh boy, a game curry. Different studio. <sighs> That's a different thing. That's a whole different studio. That sounds delicious. Well, uh, we had um, we we're gonna get to some stuff in a little bit here. We've got a big toss up. We had Gamescom happening this week, mm -hmm. so we had uh. uh Opening night live ONL happened uh, for Gamescom, hosted by Jeff Keeley. That just happened as of the time of, as of the time of this recording. Virch gun. Uh, we are uh, we are we are that thing happened about 
a half hour ago, 45 minutes ago. We sure. just wrapped that. Yes. And then earlier in the week, it was uh, Xbox's present, Microsoft's presentation where they went over some stuff. So we're going to get to, to that stuff in the back half of the show. Microsoft, some other news going on. Uh, we have Psychonauts out. There's a uh, Aliens Fire Team Elite is out. Out? Out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Out. That's out. That goes to Tsushima Director's Cut. And then uh, out. Uh, recompile a game I refuse to not call recode every time I need to talk about it. So apologies in advance. At least you're not calling it recore. No. Um, record, record deserve better. <laughs> should we start with The Psychonauts 2, a game long in the making? And I personally, I'll just say, am enjoying my time with it. Six, six Seems years? like it might be fairly long in the playing, six, too. Six years since they... Started the thing on Fig? Fig. Yeah, 2015, I, Fig. I believe. Has it outlived Fig? No, I think Fig's still around, I think. Fig still exists. I don't know if anyone's using yeah, it, no, though. Yeah, there's some stuff going on here. The, um, the right. television Amico is on Fig. Perhaps you've heard of it. Okay. Uh, not not for any good reasons, um, so okay. we'll move on from that. You know... What? I'm scrolling about, let's say, three, four units down the page, and four there units. are games such as Outer Wilds listed on here, which... Huh. You, you made, they made that game. Yes, that's been out for a bit. That's so. fig-funded? Mother it approved? was, yes. But yes, yes. yes. But yeah. Point being, though, <laughs> maybe not a lot of new games on fig lately, if Outer mm. Wilds is still surfacing near the top. Uh, Psychonauts or, 2. Or, yeah. to be, in fairness to fig, maybe they are just pushing critically acclaimed outer wilds close to the top of the page i you know it's not a bad move when you said outer wilds was on there i was like well this fig thing has legs let's uh clearly they're backing the right horses uh fig if you don't remember was kind of the hey you you want to get into game uh funding uh you can you can put your money into the funding of these games and hopefully get a return on them platform right am i yes. am i kick yes. kickstarter but you're investing rather than just sort of throwing money at a thing and hoping <laughs> right. to get something back yes risk involved it turns out more people just wanted to throw money course, at things. i think i also just described investing so yeah also games take a lot of money to make six of one half a dozen of another that's right we're here back to the game baker hacks throw money at things see what happens don't put it in the oven psychonauts 2 also if you're if you're following along or have just come out of a room and said you know i should check out wow the next lander what's this I haven't looked at anything since 2016. Um, Double Fine was bought by Microsoft. So yes. it is. Um, yes. Uh, so I'm going to catch you up on that. Those guys went over to Nextlander. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the reactions from everybody. Wow, what a great name. Nextlander it rolls right off the tongue. It sure does. Uh, so the, uh, Double Fine bought by Microsoft right in the uh, kind of, I'd say, let's say back half now of Psychonauts 2 development since it did come out. Um, it was like yeah, two was years a, ago? A couple years was it 2018? ago. 2018? Was it 2018? It might have been 2018. That sounds right. It was, it was that E3 where they bought like half a dozen studios or they yeah. asked them all at the same time. Yes. Like literally just like, logo, logo, logo. We got Undead Labs. We got Double Fine. We got yeah. uh, Ninja Theory. Who else was on there? They got a lot of stuff. I might have been. Uh, Obsidian was on there, weren't they? Um... You might be right. Yes, I think that's I right. I think it was part of that that volley. God, that was a lot. Was that the studios. E3 where we played Psychonauts, where it was playable in that little booth? Maybe. I don't know. Was that the no, one after? Because I think they had their own booth the year we did that. 
They definitely had their own booth. I kind of remember saying like congratulations to the the double flying guys on on the whole like talking about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. The time. Maybe they'd already like planned for the booth before the the buyout happened. Who can say? Uh so Psychonauts 2 out very Psychonauts. Here's the thing that um two 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 things about Psychonauts. One's my fault mostly. One's I think mm-hmm. the game's uh, a criticism I have of the game. One, I did not play Rhombus of Ruin. This game Ooh, uh takes I place did. I think mere minutes after rhombus of ruin like ask me anything yes it does about playing through rhombus of ruin in one sitting before the playstation vr came out oh and i bet i can't answer oh it's been a while uh, so what i got from, from was people five who have played rhombus yeah rhombus was like it was a cool thing but it wasn't necessarily like a thing that takes serious advantage of vr technology well, it's a vr it just toy. happens to be a vr thing. it's like a vr toy yeah. adventure game it's like two three hours long the whole thing takes place underwater you're in like kind of a Bermuda Triangle stand in. Okay. So a rhombus. Yes, exactly. You're yes. So you're within a rhombus underwater and there's like lots of sunken buses and boats and airplanes and stuff down there. And so you are waving your arms around like a lunatic <laughs> to solve some puzzles underwater in some wrecked ships and so forth. And I guess Lily's dad is there. Am I getting this right? This yeah. is Yeah, yes. according this is my to first Psychonauts 2. This is my first proper Psychonauts game, so I didn't know who any of the characters were when I played Rhombus of Ruin. Uh, but yeah, I think I think this picks up like right after they get back from that mission or something. So can I still get? It looks like I can twenty dollars for Rhombus of Ruin on the nope <laughs> on sale now seventy five dollar or seventy five percent off five dollars. I should just buy this now. Sale ends yeah, September ninth. Heads up five dollars for Rhombus of Ruin on the PlayStation Store. I should just get it and play through it on the PlayStation VR. It's cool. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's but. heavily, heavily, heavily referenced in Psychonauts yeah. 2. And I I, yes. I feel like I'm missing some gaps there mm. in in a way that I, again, it's like very short. I don't not a lot goes on really. Like But it but the setup for all of Psychonauts 2, I think, is from Rhombus of Ruin. I mean, they explain I what's mean, going Dr. on. I mean, Dr. Lobato, I'm pretty sure, was somewhere in the first game. Yes, but what happens to Lily's dad is like the kind well, of that's whole, not yes. that is not depicted is, is, is what I'm saying. I'm pretty oh, sure it's, it's not. like I'm pretty sure that whole game is like Lobato kidnaps. Also, why do those names rhyme? That's so weird. Lobato kidnapped Zanato. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go get him. Like that's kind of it. Like it's 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 very short. Like it's not. It's it's fine. It's worth playing. I think okay. it's cool. But like you're, I don't think you're gonna really get any extra story details. If I remember. and it seems like the bigger, you know, like the much bigger thrust of the story doesn't really reveal itself until you are in Psychonauts too. Yeah, stuff's kicking off. I mean, it's funny in Psychonauts one, you're at the summer camp. And you kind of, um, yes. your whole goal is to become a psychonaut. And then in Psychonauts 2, they do some fun stuff with, you know, record scratch moment of like, hey, I'm on my psychonaut, right? Like, here we go. And then they're like, no, you're an intern. And that's basically the setup. Yes. Uh, also, the other interns hate you. Yes. It's some pretty good character work on the uh, um, meeting your cast of characters, your your X-Men first class style uh, group of, of interns. Oh, those uh, interns are such assholes. They're terrible. They're very snotty. They're terrible. They were so yeah. awful to Raz. They just got to learn to love you, man. They just got to meet, meet meet everybody. It's good. It's almost like there might be a circumstance somewhere along the way where you have to save their lives and ultimately they will begrudgingly respect you. Nah. Perhaps. Nah. They're, you're always going to be the little new intern. That- I I am shocked how much I like Psychonauts 2, honestly. It's like, fun. I just... Uh, I don't, this sounds bad. I don't mean this. Like, nothing against Double Fine, but, like, my expectations were not super high. 
they're yeah they're, I, their setups are so much better than usually their gameplay well i, I wouldn't i mean I, I play everything they put out i love double fine and i like if they put out a game i'm going to at least try it but i just expected this to be a a throwback to a 15 plus year old style of game and it is but it's good rather than dated if that makes sense you know it's like no I, that's they, exactly how like, i feel about they, it too like they did a good job of of resurrecting that style of collecty kind of puzzle platformer action platformer, action platformer. Rather than just making it feel like a dated one of those, it feels like fairly modern and snappy yeah. and it moves. And like, you know, obviously it gets a ton of mileage out of its art style and the writing and voice acting. It's all very clever and charming and stuff like that. But like just as a game, I'm surprised that I am enjoying it as much as I am because I did not expect that much there. Yeah. I think for me, it was very much a it's not that I don't trust Double Fine to make good games, it's that they have not made tried to make anything like this since Psychonauts. Like, everything they've made has been adventure games, or like experimental projects, you know, like the, the massive chalice and, and st- stacking and what have stacking. you, which are fun games, but are not particularly complicated ones. They are not particularly big-scale games. Yeah. And... I don't know, like, I think just between the crowdfunding, the long development cycle, just kind of not... I know they got Eric Wolpaw back to do some writing for this one, but you know, I wasn't, I just, I guess I wasn't convinced <laughs> that like they had the thing that would make me love Psychonauts again. And they did, they found it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like for me, Double Fine, Double Fine again has amazing style, amazing world building usually. And then in the gameplay arena is where I would say they probably score the lowest for me. I think Psychonauts, even though I love that game, I think there are valid criticisms of the uh, uh, platforming and stuff in that game, especially. I mean, yeah, every, there are some bad levels in that game. Yeah, and uh, you know, I the large scale stuff probably since Brutal Legend, right, is when they they kind of walked it back and said, "Hey, let's just focus on the smaller stuff." Um, Trent, what's not Trench? What's the uh, Excuse me, I think you Iron mean Brigade. Iron Brigade. Iron Brigade is probably it's probably one of the the last ones I could think of that was like a gameplay focused uh, game that yeah. from them Headlander that one had some yeah Headlander is like yeah. pretty proper Metroidvania yeah but like, even that one I even like, again I like all these games because they do so well with the charm and everything but even Headlander I think for me wore out its welcome after you know it, it just it couldn't keep it up and that's the thing mostly with a lot of the Double Fine things is like awesome premise this is fun and then you know maybe goes on a little too long so far in the hours I put into this, they have varied things up enough and they have, yeah. they have used the design to kind of tease out what are my favorite parts of psychonauts, which was like the, just use the level design and the kind of, um, you, you know, you have, you're going inside people's minds. It's the premise of psychonauts, right? These are, these are, uh, um, investigators or a crack team of paranormal psychic, uh, not paranormal so much, but you know, psychic, um, I mean, there squad. is like a psychic demon lady yeah. aspect of the, you know, like there, there's definitely like weird supernatural stuff happening, but it is all very much rooted in this. Like they are a crack squad of psychics that stop the bad psychics. Yeah. And and they could jump inside your head. And then it, what, what they're encountering there is uh, your, your kind of world made manifest, all your demons and all your, mm-hmm. your, your trauma and baggage, your bad ideas, yeah. your traumas, your, you know, your self-censoring, all that stuff. Yeah. And so to that extent, when they get uh, pretty wild with the world building, it's awesome. And I think so far they seem to have done it. Even the outside stuff outside the hub worlds uh, is, is yeah. pretty fun to explore. My criticism so far with the gameplay is um, it's just the, you get a decent amount of powers. A lot of them come right over from psychonauts 
and they're only mapped to really four buttons, the the shoulder buttons and the trigger buttons. And right now I've got six or seven and you kind of have to change them uh, when you want to use them by going into a radial menu and then remapping it to one of those buttons. So that includes stuff just like your psychic shot, your, your ball that you roll around on all the time. Uh, you know, they have a new one, which is, um, linking thoughts together, which is actually pretty fun. It lets you kind of zoom into these thought clouds and move around. That one's actually like really a, cool. It's like a fun little word puzzle. Cause you have yeah. to pair up, you have to pair up different kinds of thoughts to make the subject think new thoughts. Yeah. So like it's basically inception. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. Like that for the first time you do it, like you're trying to get this lady to take you on a mission to a casino. So you pair up the words risk and money, I believe it is. Yeah. And that implants yeah, the psychonauts, by the way, are also facing bankruptcy. Yes. yes. And that implants the idea in her head that risk leads to money. Basically, like if, if you, if you take a risk, it might pay off. And then she is obsessed with gambling thereafter. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. Uh, but also it's fun, but it's also like, that is, I think actually kind of one of the best examples of like where the story has gotten me mm. because like, you know, the idea of going in there and messing around with people's ideas and making connections that maybe you shouldn't, you know, is almost immediately rebuffed as like, Oh, this is bad. Yes. You should not have done yeah. this. You have crossed a line here. Also, they, and I think the way the game handles that is actually really smart. Yeah. Like they did the writing, like they, as far as I could tell, practically every pair of words you could make in a scene like that has a line of dialogue to go with it. Yeah. So, so that's fun that you get that payoff in, in a pretty, in a pretty fun, fun way as well. Like they, they're goofing with it and wait, like, you know, if you pair socks with risk, you know, the character will then be like, you know, it is pretty dangerous to wear, you know, socks sometimes socks, Maybe socks with sandals. Yes. Yes. The whole thing. Right. And that's fun. But yeah, the, um, they definitely have a with great power comes great responsibility moment too with, with doing that stuff. And it's been, it's been fun to play through, especially as you kind of explore the other co- characters that are in the game. I feel like they're fleshed out pretty well and there's a decent amount of them. Um, I've, I've seen like the reviews came out a couple days ago. So people have finished it, have spoken about it. And I've seen people saying like, it's like kind of surprisingly moving. Mm. I saw like a like, couple, like I think Ars Technica said it's like an easy game of the year contender. I was like shocked to see this critical reception. So good for again, them. Like, like, yeah. yeah it's like, 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 it makes me very happy for double fine. Like they really seem to have done it. And, and just for, for my part, like I, I'm obviously not near the end yet, but like, I, I think Vinny, you and I are about the same section in that second open area. You can kind of go to, mm. um, post casino. And I kind of feel like every time they introduce a new thing, I'm like more into it. You know, it's not a game where it feels like it's getting, you know, weighed down by too many characters, too many story beats, what have you. It's like, it's well edited. Like the, the character introductions are really smart. The way that they're pacing stuff out is really smart. Like you said, the writing and the voice acting are really solid across the board. And I'm just like, I'm into it constantly. And I feel like it is getting better as it goes along, yeah, I mean, which it, is I, not something I've been able to say about a lot of games recently. I think, I think it really is that thing where nothing nothing in that game overstays this welcome. You know, like the combat yeah. is fine, but it's not, you know, it's not mind blowing. It's very mm. kind of perfunctory. Like the platforming is what it is. Like it's just platforming. Like none of those things are that like mind blowing in and of themselves, but they none of them take longer than like five minutes, right? Like, yes. Yeah. So you, that's you do. Yes. You do one combat encounter, and then you're going to see like twenty, thirty minutes of cool level design tricks and like interesting writing and like all that stuff before you do any more fighting. You know, like they don't shove endless combat in your face and stuff like that just to pad the length out. That's what it seems like so far. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. The I, I mean, there are places where I've had to do a jump three or four times where I've been like, ugh, the, like the the character shadow isn't it should I, should be yeah. here or stuff like some that. Of, but so yeah. the platforming, the movement, and jumping don't feel amazing. Like they're yeah. fine. Like, again, they're fine, but they don't make you do that much of it. So, but but in the novelty of what they're doing, like I feel like you're constantly seeing really 
really novel and awesome stuff. The uh, uh, it's it's funny also coming back to it with with Raz, the the voice actor for Raz, um, Richard Horvitz, I, th- I think, is just must have. I don't know if it's been since Psychonauts, but it's just prolific. Like I just recognize that voice. My kids have been playing a bunch of Skylanders or had been, and uh, immediately was just like, "That's the voice of chaos." Like just, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. just a very um, uh, distinct voice and. I definitely don't remember that at the time of Psychonauts, uh, but now Psychonauts too. I don't know if they have done a billion, like one of those uh, voice actors that just went on to do a billion things. Dude, uh, he has done a billion things. Holy crap. Uh, and it's just like in everything being like, yep, we, there was just another game we were playing uh, that had the, he was, he was in that we were like, oh, that's chaos, you know, because it's always chaos. That's our, that's our reference. Mm-hmm. That's your, that's your branching point. Yeah. Uh, but you know, all the voice I'd, I'll say that to say this the voice acting in the game very good yeah like, it's all, yes it's all quite well done I, I really like the 60s spy agency vibe of it which yes. I, I'm assuming yes. I'm assuming the first game had none of that is that safe to say well no because like the the psychonauts were a part of that story and the psycho like the the psychic summer camp was kind of based in that like Sasha nine and and Mia were both sure there. sure but it, but it is the summer camp right like I, I assume yeah. they don't go to like Psychonauts HQ and that or anything no. like that. they don't go to the HQ if I remember correctly but there is some like you know like some of those spy vibes are in there so they you know they do a good job of like kind of the dull administrative part of running the cool psychic spy agency so you see all the machinery of like the mail room and stuff <laughs> right. like that it's yeah they, they do a good job with all that people controlling mops with their brains uh, yeah I, great visual style too like i mean it's you know it's an escalation from the first game certainly but like like i was remarking to my girlfriend as we were playing is that like this is kind of a good example of what you can do with like really high fidelity visuals that don't care about being realistic mm. like it's you know there's a great level of fidelity quality on the character models on the environments and all that stuff but like they're also these incredibly stretched out, weird looking people, you know, like they do a lot of like kind of psychedelic imagery around the edges of stuff. And it's just like, yeah, no, you're using the powers of this console to do something other than just photorealistic guys with guns. And I really appreciate that even more so than like something like Ratchet, which, you know, Ratchet looked amazing, but it was also like just a lot of bullet barf in that game. <laughs> like it's amazing looking, but it is just a lot of that. Like there's just something kind of understated, but also really just high quality about the way this game looks. It's very, very cohesive art design. Like it, yeah. they know exactly what they want it to look like and they executed on it, on it very well. Like it, it is kind of that thing you said of like it was crowdfunded and it took a long time to come out, right? Like those were the two, yeah. those were the two Red things flags. working against it where I was like, okay, it's been a while and they probably didn't raise that much money to begin with. Like how's this thing going to turn out? Um, I tried to follow up on this and I couldn't find it, but I had seen some forum chatter since this game came out in the last couple of days that Tim Schafer had commented that like they were on the verge of having to cut content from the game when Microsoft came in and, and picked them hmm. up. So having that big corporate backing allowed them to kind of really take the extra time and keep all the stuff in the game that they wanted to. And keep that PS4 version, which they promised in the crowdfunding. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of production in that game from the yeah. audio to, mm-hmm. to the um, set pieces. I mean, it, it is, it's a lot going, it's dense with, I mean, and all the quality voice acting, it's, it's dense with it. Yeah. And it's the, the level designs, the bespoke level designs where everyone is not only is it unique to the person's like thought process and whatever trauma they've got to resolve or whatever, but also like moment to moment, a lot of those levels change a lot. You know, it's like yep. room to room. It looked like this room looks completely different from the last room. There's a lot of, there's a lot more art here than there was a minute ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and fun. Um, we mentioned a little bit of it, but it just kind of stands out to me because it's, 
it's what I want out of these games. Fun, um, uh, uh, creative novel ways to interact with a level. And then it's gone. Like yeah, the, um, yes. like when you're in the casino, there's at least like three or four kind of one-off little puzzles in there that are like, they do them and then you're out and you don't do it again. And it's like, right. okay, it's not, yes. it's not pun intended. It's not mind blowing, but it's at least it's a different way to interact with the game. That's not just, you know, a bunch of sensors coming at you, trying to stamp you out. Uh, and, and I enjoy that. Uh, and it's, you know, the writing's fun, like getting, yeah. uh, interacting with a lot of those characters have a, it has an edge to it, which I appreciate. Uh, it's, it's a little dark, but it's, uh, it's not corny. The, yeah. the, and when it is sincere, like the sincere moments land. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, I, I, sorry. No, I'm good. I, I've, I've just, I found the whole thing to be just like breezy and creative and consistently entertaining and just, it never, yeah. it never drags really like it just moves. It's, uh, I, I think we're all playing on the series X. I am, yes. Okay. Yeah, I was going to look up. Did they do a PS5 version of this? They did not. They did not. It's Interesting. Just <laughs> it's just PS4, <laughs> which I think is what because yes. that was the one that was promised oh, yeah. in the crowdfunding campaign. Absolutely. I mean, the PS4 was not even all that old when they did the big <laughs> campaign. Well, it's, it's extra funny because like they've essentially come full circle here because the original Psychonauts was supposed to be a Microsoft-published Xbox right. exclusive. Holy shit, I forgot and about that. And they dropped it. It was that in, was it Malice? Mm-hmm. Like, those were the games That's that were supposed to be exclusive. Sounds right. Wanna, yeah, Malice got out? picked up by, like, yeah, like, I don't know, fucking Crave or whoever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, It's funny, like, I totally remember the, like shocking twist of fate that Majesco ended up picking up Psychonauts and getting it out the door, but I had forgotten that it was Microsoft's before that. Yeah. Back, but just back home. That's it. Yeah, Psycho and Raz is another part of the family full time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's PS4, Xbox family. It's on Game Pass if you are uh, mm-hmm. subscribed to that, uh, and on PC uh, currently. I've not checked out the PC version. I hope it is working well. I haven't really. I mean, if it's anything it. like the Series X version, I bet it looks great. You know, there's there's actually a little more load time. I'm so spo- I'm so spoiled now, you guys. Yeah. On the uh, a little though is I want to emphasize a, a little. little, but like I was kind of expecting zero, uh, especially on the yeah. fast travel. But yeah, there there is some load time on uh, jumping back into a spawn point or the fast travel. It's not a lot, but uh, no, it's one of those things where you're like, I am on this new console. Could we have just gotten rid of all this load time? Maybe the power of the PS5 could have done that, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I do appreciate there is fast travel within the base. Oh, the other thing that's a little uh, PSA is you're playing through it initially. There are going to be things that seem like, I can't get this collectible. If you're, if you're like me, you're trying to get all the collectibles in that game. Did I mess up? Can I get this collectible? You can go back into levels later on. They do have yeah. a, a thing. That lets when you, you finish the casino level, they open it up and they let you revisit Brain too hard. I, I do wish they messaged that a little more clearly early on because I spent <laughs> way too much time in the first that first yes. Lobato level seeing stuff that I couldn't get to and trying to like glide to platforms that I clearly couldn't reach. You know, yes. it was just like I, I can't, I can't leave these, I can't leave all this emotional baggage behind. I have to get unlock it all now. Yes. Because this is the tutorial level. Of course, they're not going to let me come back here, right? But I guess they do. They, they totally do. They do, and I wish, uh, yeah, all it would have taken was just the VO or something. I'd be like, uh, it seems like you can't get there now, Raz. We'll, we'll, uh, let's leave that one for later. The other thing that they do, which I appreciate, thank you, team, Double Fine, or whoever suggested it. When you, I know what this is going to be. When you go to quit out to the main menu, time since mm-hmm. last save. Every, yep. Everybody's getting a memo. Let's everybody's do it. Everybody's doing it. It's, yeah, everybody should be in the what do they call those things? The, the TSRs. The, the you can't ship yeah. a game without it. It's TCR got, or I T- think it's TRC, depending on which company you're talking about. Get them in there. It's your reg. You need to have it. So yeah, I'm 
I save hate, timers. It's the hot new trend. The sweeping hot, the nation. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I actually wound up using it in uh, when I was playing this morning when I went to go quit out. I was like, I can get this time down. It says it says it's been about forty five seconds. I can get this down, and I just ran That's, around for a bit and got dude, an auto save. That, that way lies madness. What are that, you doing? There you go. <laughs> got it down. I just walked in and out of a door and got an auto save, and I was like, oh, this is much better. Uh, so I am, I am pleasantly surprised. I think I was really tempering my expectations for this one in, in a way that I was kind of ready to get out here and be like, you know, it's Psychonauts. And if you like Psychonauts, it's probably gonna, but I think it's actually, I think it's a really well done modern platformer. Yeah. Even if you're, if you have no nostalgia for Psychonauts, I think it's, a, it's so far, uh, in the, you know, the five or six hours I played of it. Um, it's, it's quality. It's a, it's a quality game. It's uh, on the Vinny scale. I will continue with the Psychonauts. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to finish too. this one it's, for yeah, sure. I, I would like to see it through the end of it as well. I mean, like, yeah, for me, I mean, you could, it's, it's double fine. You could bank on the writing being good, the charm being there, all that stuff. It's, it's the, it's a good game as yeah. well. Like, yeah. It's yes. not just, it's not just a passable, adequate game with a good story and good art design and, and funny writing. Like it's a, it's a good total package. Uh, and now my, uh, my my kids are allowed to play it. I told them they couldn't play it until the game came out. It's very they have to learn about embargoes mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Leave the they room. They have to understand that like just because daddy has access to these games before release date doesn't mean you will. That's right. You're uh it's you know you can't look at this. Leave go put your put your blinders on and put your ear, mm-hmm. put your cone of silence. You saw on. nothing. <laughs> That's right. It's something I feel like I didn't have to really think about, but now my kids are old enough where it's just like, "Oh man, are you allowed to be in here? Like you, you can verbalize and communicate with other people now in ways that I never really had to think about before. Like, do we have to have a sit down and talk about what embargoes are and how you can't really talk about what I'm doing right in this room? Forget all that. Like what about the days of having to set your profile offline when you play the game or whitelisting gamer tags? I still kind of do that and stuff. They still sometimes do that. They still do that. Is your child going to have their Xbox account banned because they're playing a pre-release game they're not supposed to? No, they're not allowed to. I made that, I made that clear, which also is a, it's a, I think that's a pretty good standard to get out of the gate. You, you know, if you have your own Xbox account, you have your own account, you can't play it on your account until the game comes out. I think the thing I'm more worried about, and I bet there's, but there are people in this industry that have had to deal with this, especially developers. Kids are, at some point, kids are going to be live streaming and talking on phones all the time. Like, does that stuff just get out there because somebody was like filming something or in a zoom call or, or something and in the room where a game was happening? I mean, that's had to have happened yet sometime, right? Security through obscurity. How much do nine year olds really want to spread around the plot details of psychonauts too? Oh man, you'd be surprised. They want to, especially when you tell them a game's not out yet. Hey, this game's not. It's game's not out yet. I guess. Guess what I got? Secret video games. <laughs> uh, my six year old does not care. Uh, but you know, being nine's a fun age. So Psychonauts two out now. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, Good on you. Good on you. I guess I'll go play Rhombus of Ruin. It's only a couple of hours. Yeah, two, three, something like that. All right, good. Then I'll jump. Go shove that Psychonauts in your brain. I didn't realize that was still out there when you said PSVR. I suddenly remembered I had a PSVR and also had sent away for that adapter for it. Um, for the see, I did not do that. Sent away for the adapter and bought the silly freaking camera that uh, I I just assumed at the time when the PS5 came out that the camera would let me use the PSVR. No. 
I'm not really sure why I bought that camera. Yeah, but, that's a good question. But now I have... I've been meaning to see if you could hook that thing up to a PC because it would be a lot more useful there. Uh, it is just USB 3, right? Uh, I think so. May, I, I think so. All right. I just had to unplug everything on a, when we came down here to do um, Fire Team, which is the next game we should talk about. Mm. Unplugged my PS5, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was a USB 3 connection in the back. Aliens Fire Team Elite. I think previously, previously just called Aliens Fire Team, right? And then the yep. Elite came on that that long ago. They added the Elite yeah. at some point. I didn't realize until I booted that game up again this morning. I had missed it the last time I had played it. It's a Focus Home Interactive joint. Yes. Not as story-driven, though. As that <laughs> comes along with that. Yeah, hey, listen, uh, focus, focus, focus yeah. is cool. Yeah. They have put out good games. Yeah. I'm not, every publisher has put out some good no, games. Focus is fine. I wasn't yeah. implying anything by that. I just, did, I just didn't know they did it. Like, my, my, I don't know, maybe this is misguided, but my, my, what, when you say focus, I think of, like, narrative, dri- narrative games. Yeah, like, mostly, like, adventure game type yeah. stuff. Did they do the Surge? Was that focus? They did. Uh, that sounds that was focus. right, yes. Okay. Um, it's, it's... Okay, what is it? What is it's, Aliens Fireteam Elite? Dude, it's... it's it it's, is a three-player multiplayer shooter set in the Aliens it's, universe. three-player Left 4 Dead with Aliens. Yeah, yeah. that's Third about right. Third person. Yeah. yeah. Class-based, there are four classes. It's... Waves of enemies. It's, it's basically, it's... What is it? It's gunner, heavier gunner, <laughs> tech, technician who drops turrets and sentries, yes. and a medic. Medic. Yeah. Um, it's, it's $40. Okay. It's 40 bucks. Like, you can pay for... A deluxe edition that I think just has cosmetics in it because all the actual story or like gameplay content is going to be free. So maybe consider whether you want extra bandanas for, for another 20 bucks or whatever. It's also a loot game, persistent loot game where you're getting um, tiered Kinda, loot yeah. and guns. Yeah. I think it's it's mostly like weapon add-ons and stuff. I don't. Are you actually replacing guns themselves yes. with yeah. drops? Okay. Yeah, like you'll get different types of guns. Uh, okay. Um, like I got a, instead of a, the pulse rifle, I got a burst rifle, uh, that I was able to put in there. And then yes, yeah. there are add on slots and then your characters have persistent, um, talent trees like in, in the background, each class has, um, you know, a couple of moves that can pop as you're playing along rechargeable things, uh, attached to the shoulder buttons. And you're kind of doing the left for dead or left for dead two or I guess back for blood now style campaign where it's like, okay. Uh, Brad and Alex, we're going to get together. We're going to do part one of this three part, uh, um, campaign mission, which is, you know, extract someone from a ship, but it's, I should also mention it's PS4, PS5, and then Xbox stuff. And then, um, on PC, I played it on the PS5 seems Mm -hmm. to run. Okay. Um, we had a bit of connection stuff early on, but I think it's been patched already. Uh, game just came out this week. It's very (laughs) action aliens. Yeah. It is, yes. Yes. It is, it is super bug hunt. Like they are coming out of the walls. There are hundreds of them rushing at you. Yes. There are heavier ones. Some of them spit at you. Some of them pounce <laughs> on you. Yes. Some um, of them are named um, in in ways that are like this one's got. Uh, when I was doing a, a later mission or like part two or three of a mission, uh, th- man, it was like I'll just say Matilda. That's Matilda. She's been hunting huh. me. And, okay. Uh, that's fucking. That's fucking weird. And they're and like, wait. Like literally a xenomorph named Matilda. Well, they na- it had like this blue and white stripe on it. It's not Matilda, but like it, it was like it was named after the Matilda was the person that spawned out of. And you know, like uh, like we all oh knew. Oh God, that's yeah. dark. It was dark. Uh, um, uh, so yeah, but it was like you I know, don't know how cu- culturally I feel about the idea of aliens taking on the names of the people they spawned out of. I, mean, I they, feel like there's something they, very unseemly I mean, about they take that. on their DNA, right? Uh, yeah, and so um, 
so the you know you got to have your 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 kind of end of the mission big fight with the the harder tier bar over the alien right and then the way they usually do it i've seen it a couple of times now is the bigger ones will usually jump into the vents go away for a little bit the smaller spawns will kind of rush you for a while then the bigger one will jump back out of a vent and you'll t- peel off some more damage then it'll go back in events and the smaller ones will you'll fight another wave and that seems to be how those bigger fights go you know yeah, while you're waiting for standard. the elevator or extremely standard enemy spawn patterns and so forth. Yeah. There's a little bit of depth in there because it's class based. There's a little bit of synergy. Yeah. Like, like I I was playing the technician who drops a sentry turret. And what is it? When I stand near my turret, it has more health, I believe. And then when my teammates stand near the turret, they take less damage. Yeah. So there's a positioning aspect. And then like Alex was playing the medic. There's got an AOE heal that you could drop on top of that turret as well. So like there's some like positioning aspects with the different abilities that, you know, if you want to coordinate, we were playing on a harder difficulty and sure as fuck didn't make it through the first level. No. And if you wanted to coordinate those abilities better, you'd have a better chance of doing that stuff. And of course, you know, like the drops are better when the difficulty is higher. You can level challenge up. challenge cards that yes. do things like disable the UI to give you even more XP. It's it's that. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's and I'll say for my part, like the difficulty didn't really bother me because I think those kinds of games generally, it you know it's better to have like a pretty stiff challenge. Otherwise you tend to just sort of chew through it. But like, I don't mean this as negatively as it's going to sound because I think this game is better than the thing I'm about to reference, but it reminds me a lot of that predator game that came out last year Mm. and everyone promptly forgot about, Mm. which is to say it is, yes, it has a license, you know, and you are familiar with, and it is doing a thing that sounds like it would be fun, but the mechanics of it are neither interesting enough, nor is the action like, does it feel like they had the budget to do the action in a way that makes it actually satisfying? Like it's, it is a tighter and I think better production than a predator game was, but like, it just feels, it feels like it had a limited budget and there was just not enough to do it with it. Does kind of feel that way. Like when you're in the hangar bay, which is your hub, like you go around talking to NPCs and like none of their, their, their faces and mouths don't animate when they're talking to you. And like, you can spray the whole place down with bullets and nobody reacts or flinches. Like it does feel a little bare bones, but like it, it's, it's fine. Yeah, for what it yeah. is for 40 bucks. I mean, some of the gunplay, like the when you connect with the aliens, it doesn't always feel super duper precise. I found it feels very spongy. Like, like the shooting spongy. does not have much impact to it. Yeah. A little bit. They, they, they soak bullets a little bit, but like, it, I think it's, it's not bad No, for, no, for what I, it is. Like I, I kind of, I kind of want, <laughs> God damn it. Fucking things are green and blue and purple in that game. So of course I want to play some more of it and see, yeah. what, and see what drops. And we, we talked about this a little bit in the video we did. If you didn't, if you want to see it, you can go check it out. The archive should be up on, on YouTube or, or, uh, or on Twitch. We played, I mean, like an hour and a half of it or so. Um, it, it gets the sound effects pretty, uh, pretty spot on for the, the, the weapons. It's got that good flanged, uh, uh, cadence on, on the weapon fire. I think aesthetically, I'm not sure what the aliens aesthetic is at this point, but it seems, it seems to recall some of that. The kind of high contrast when you're firing the weapons is, is nice. Like the the thing is you're just, you're just mowing down aliens. Like you're just, yeah. There's so many fucking aliens. Yeah. And so, so that is the, you know, there's the alien isolation end of it. And there's this very action, uh, point of it. I was, you know, I was talking to my brothers when we were still playing Outriders about, hey, are we going to get into this one? So here's where I fall on this. Do I feel comfortable asking them to put 40 bucks down on this game or not? That's, that's, mm. and, and that's, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I do. I, 
I mean, 40 bucks is not a crazy ask in, you know, these workaday days where everyone's paying 70 bucks for new, you know, next-gen console games, but, like, I just don't think there's enough there. Uh, like, so I, I'm it not just sure, doesn't right. feel like it has the, the, like, the legs behind it. Like, do you want to... Would you tell would you tell somebody to be like, yeah, go jump on it, go get it for forty bucks, and then be like, we're not playing that again. We played it twice, and then we're not playing it again. And like that's the game. That's why you if, asked them to buy it. If that's the case, no. Like yeah, if, if, right. If you're gonna play it twice, then no, it's not worth forty bucks. It does seem yeah. like there's a decent number of levels in there if you do want to play all of them. And and like I said, they are putting out free DLC expansions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It could get it could get to a point where it's really interesting, like when with the leveling up, and if they. I'll have to keep going maybe and, and see. I don't know. I'm still... If they make some revisions, like, if it, and I'm not just talking about adding more content, but, like, if they, you know, if they make tweaks to the feel of that game and do some stuff to kind of bolster the things that are good about it, like, I think they could have something. that There is a foundation there that I feel like they could work off of. It's just, it's just not there in its current state. Like, like, it doesn't feel like it has it. I need to figure out in that game why there's cover. Why is there cover in that game? Like, I, I need to, that's... That might be a thing you figure out late in the later levels. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. I almost wonder if there are, like, synthetics you're going to be fighting yes. with guns later. Because it's weird, A, that there is a cover system. B, it, you are kind of presented with it everywhere. Because every time you get near a wall, an icon pops up telling you to take cover. Right. So And, and, yet, and there's synthetics and, all over the environment. And, but, but there's only, as far as we've seen so far, there's just the one spitter alien that is ranged and everything else is melee. So like the cover system is a little strange. So not only is it melee, thing, things will pop out of vents behind. You're constantly moving. They're coming out behind yeah. you, on top of you. So yeah, maybe maybe later on you are fighting some kind of humanoid thing that is also taking cover and is more ranged. But um, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like in Outriders... I know my brother, uh, my older brother, is so tired of when we have to fight the monsters. Like he wants, he wants the kind of ranged combat with the tactical stuff, where you're like behind cover and we're moving up, not the stuff where everything just rushes you constantly. Uh, and you know that game is split between that. So I don't know. We'll see. He's also yeah. kind of going through all of Aliens as well now uh, on a, a kind of binge. So he was pretty excited about it. And the last message it's I got quality franchise. Last message I got from him was, "So are we getting fire team or not?" And I just don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, to say. Maybe, maybe give it a shot. I mean, forty. You is, know what? Forty is budget budget now. Like fifty is now budget. So forty is like <laughs> generously budget because seventy is now full price. And what used to be forty on last gen went up to fifty. So, but at the same time, everything will be on sale in a month. So it'll probably also, be twenty bucks come yes, October. Yes, I bet you will be able to get that game for a much more reasonable price. Think it'll be a PS Plus. Uh, I don't know. I don't maybe know. if they didn't do it out of the gate, I'm not sure that they yeah, would just come. Yes. Maybe maybe later if the player base falls I would, off. I but wouldn't. I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, if they didn't do it for launch, it's not um, Game Pass. Uh, no. The only right. other thing I'll say about it is I'm curious in the later levels if they get creative with the setting at all because mm. like, what is the alien setting? Like the Cameron alien setting is like blue and gray industrial halls and a hive. Mm. Like that's kind of it, right? Yeah. Like it's alien, it's like ship or installation, both of which basically look kind of identical. Or you make it into a hive where everything is covered in goo. And like, goo. I wonder if they oh. definitely did not go alien resurrection with the aesthetics. Yes, I don't see any. Well, no underwater sequences that I've seen, or it does not feel French. Yeah, <laughs> I think we were we were generally, and from what I've seen, just doing that one ship. And, and so, uh, you know, I got the guy out of that ship at some point. But you know, maybe 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 it goes wild later on. Tough to say, uh, or I haven't seen it. Recompile, formerly known as Recode Record to me inside my head, but it's Recompile. Um, yes, 
it is uh, $20, and uh, that is available on PS5. There's It's a PS5 version, right? Yes. Uh, Xbox, family, and uh, PC. Yeah. It is um, it's Metroidvania. And, and on Game Pass. Game Pass. Uh, Metroidvania, that is... So you're playing. You're inside the computer. You're in the code. You are. It you is, are. What? It's like it's a third person Tron Metroidvania kind of. Yeah, like, that's sort of the aesthetic. A lot but, of glowing neon. And so much in the. So the the things you get are new code, right? So uh, I, I kind of like this game, but it is it is starts in a place where you don't even have. I think you don't even have a jump. I think that's one of the first uh, code snippets you pick yeah. up, right? Yes, you can go. I mean, it's uh, like five five minutes in, you get the jump, but yes, you don't start with it. Uh, but it, it's like that level of stuff, and, and it gets interesting. You get weapons, like oh, you downloaded the shotgun code, or you downloaded the uh, automatic rifle code, um, and you got the ability to slow down time. It's pretty loose, though. Like it's it's yeah. a it's a loose game. It's got third person shooting, but like like the enemies are brutal. Like the very first area, there are enemies that can kind of shoot you like very fast like all the yeah. way across the level like they have yes. perfect aim and they can be almost far away enough that you can't see them and they can still shoot you and do a ton of damage and like yeah. the, the flying enemies are very nimble and your aim is a little clunky so it's like kind of not forgiving and um and the 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 platforming in it is also very loose like you're yeah. you'll be you got to kind of watch your step a lot you can just jump off a level i mean there's not a big penalty for dying but um you know it's the levels are all this kind of computery polygonal uh, uh yeah it, it looks mishmash. great like it, it's got a really nice art style and like the levels will like be all glitchy and they'll mm-hmm. form right as you're walking over them so it's got that kind of aesthetic going for it like it, it looks really nice like it, it plays okay plays it plays okay i like, I, don't, I don't mind like you're, you start getting stuff where you can slow down time where you can kind of manage the enemies a little bit better i reached this hub uh, where I started branching off into other areas. I think the map is maybe, I mean, I like the UI cause I like what they're going for, but the map, I wish the map were better in telling the map you is what, just rogue. Like the it, map is literally yes. ASCII text. It is literally flat ASCII text. looks exactly like rogue, which stylistically, okay. stylistically, I think that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Like as but a detailed map, maybe not as a detailed useful. map in a 3d world. Also is, Psychonauts two has a terrible map. Like while we're talking about bad, it maps, does actually yes. the, the map of the HQ in Psychonauts two is like borderline unusable, <laughs> but the, uh, at this map the, is also not great. Uh, at least in in Psychonauts 2, they signpost everything pretty well, and you got a fast yeah, travel. They do. So um, yes. there are big neon signs everywhere. This will be like, this is tough, and maybe it's something you're going for. You have this flat map, which Brad said it is very roguelike, that it'll just be like, okay, this triangle means there's an upgrade somewhere here, but there's verticality, to, to borrow the phrase, on all of these levels, you don't know where it's going to be. And also, it kind of just shows you it in chunks of, of where you are in the map. It doesn't show you exactly where you are. So, um, And I think it also doesn't tick off when you get something. I think it just keeps it on the map, um, which, you know, when you're being – when these power-ups are such a big deal. Uh, but I could be wrong about that, but that's what I remember running around trying to be like, did I get this one already? I think I did get this one. It could also just be like, hey, it goes from light green to a different green that I'm not seeing. I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah, it's it's um recompile. It's it's interesting and I kind of like it. I don't know if I'm going to continue with that one, but I like what they're going for. I might I might put some more time into it. It's I mean it is only 20 bucks and it's on Game Pass, so like yeah. everybody can play it pretty much, but um that recompile mode you get where you like pop into an like an analysis view. Yes. Like it freezes time and you can like scan the environment and like there's tons of like computer ease in that game. 
when you scan things, when you pick up logs, like it's got a it's got a vibe to it that's pretty neat. I mean, the, there's the, one thing I know it's that Brad Shoemaker loves to go in the computer. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, the uh, one of the main mechanics in that game is actually completing and or or nor gates uh, as you are kind of opening right. doors. Uh, yes, and you kind of have to see the logic of it. Uh, I mean, you could do it by just hitting the buttons a bunch of times, but if you can see how the circuit actually works, you can kind of um, maybe uh, not just muscle your way through it. Yeah, so that that recompile mode, that analysis mode, is like easily the most unique thing I saw in it, besides the look of it, and that yeah. that kind of makes me want to see what else they do with that. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think, I think for my game time, I think I'd probably go just wrap up Axiom Verge two. Like, I think that's that's the one that um, in my free time I'm still like oh, I should go back to that. I, I was in, I was enjoying that, but I, yeah, I don't mind it. Twenty bucks, PS five, Xbox, PC on Game Pass. And then Alex, you spent a little time in that Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Yep, I dropped thirty bucks. It's mine. <laughs> I have the full Ghost of Tsushima experience. I'm going to say it again. I said it during the Microsoft stream. Stop calling these fucking things director's cuts. That's not what a director's cut is. Everybody wants the how director's you know? cut now. How do you it's know? It's just an expansion. How do you know they didn't make all of Iki Island during uh, main production and then cut it uh, at, the, at the director's behest at the end? I, I, I just, I don't, I don't care for it personally. But that said, uh, did you care if everything this. were a game of the year edition, even if it did it with game of the year anywhere? No, you know, because I can at least respect the chutzpah of that <laughs> as opposed to this, which is just literally taking a concept and uh-huh. saying this is this other thing now. Um, but yeah, okay, so two things. One, mm-hmm. I have completely fucking forgotten how to play Ghost of Tsushima. Fair. A uh, hundred hours of Assassin's Creed Valhalla overwrote my brain. No thoughts, only Vikings. Um, the second thing is, yes, so I had the PS4 version, $30. That gives you the PS5 version and gives you the Iki Island content. Um, so I, and you know, like the, whatever revisions they've done since Mm -hmm. then. So I guess like they tweaked the voice, like the lip sync for the Japanese language track. They they matched up lip sync for the Japanese VO. Well, matched up is supposedly, I mean, they said they did. It's slightly generous. They, they did a much better job, but I will say it does look a little, uh, AI assisted. Like Mm -hmm. the lip movements do not look the most natural, uh, using the Japanese language track, but it does at least look like they are trying for something there. So I'll give it that. Um, um, they added a lock on. Have you? Did you find that useful? Did, did I've you... forgotten how combat works, <laughs> so I really haven't gotten much of a chance to use the lock on that much. Okay. Uh, it took me a while to remember how to use stances in that game. Yeah, there, yeah. There's yes, there is some. I mean, the iconography is descriptive enough because like. The the stance selector will show like okay use this guy use this stance mm. on dudes with shields and like and there's a shield right there you know yeah like no or, I, like it's not hard to figure out which stance you're supposed to be using it's more about just like getting the timing of like yeah. parrying and all that stuff down yeah. um but that said I played the first few missions uh and it is definitely here is a new island like literally you I think if you're playing a new game this content unlocks after you beat the first act of the game and where I am since I had beaten it. Uh, it just drops you back on the map and it's like, here's where you go to sail and do this thing. And then oh, you okay. go over there and they're like, there's a long string of missions here. Are you sure you want to go over there? And it's like, yes, I do. Oh, so so it, is, it is contemporaneous with the actual story. It's not like a flashback to another era. So the way they frame it is very nonspecific. Like it could be a thing that's going on separate from the main campaign or it could slide in to the existing invasion story. Okay. It's just kind of its own thing. Hmm. Um, but so you're there, there's another, uh, invading general. Uh, she is like a mystic 
type and they introduce like a new sorcerer type of enemy that basically like is encanting while the other enemies are around it makes them stronger uh but other than that it feels very much like okay you're back on ghost of Tsushima. like you're just doing the ghost of Tsushima shit which is not necessarily a bad thing it's just like it is in fact dlc expansion it feels like more of that game <laughs> not Do like you- a lot of new activities or anything like that like they added like animal sanctuary areas on the island so you can kind of go and pet some different animals if you want to i think there are some slightly different mission types but it is like the first i just did the two first like main story missions on the islands and it is literally like go find your horse after your boat crashes and then go try and take this base oh whoops you're not strong enough to take this base mm. so now you're going to have an encounter with the main big bad and then you're going to get rescued and then you have to go about freeing the island I assume I assume that most of that content is scaling for your level, your end game level. Like, do you feel like you're mowing oh, through I people? No, that, I am not. I don't okay. think that game does scale, does it? Well, it doesn't scale, but like, I think it's just that, like, there isn't really like a. You're not becoming like a level ten samurai. <laughs> like, you have the skill tree you're going through, but like, I don't think the enemies have like numbers the way that I thought they or, had skulls. I, it's been a long time since I, I've been in that I game. Well, so. I haven't encountered any skulls so okay. far, and I will say that the combat has been challenging, like kind of out of the gate, All but right. it also hasn't been impossible. Okay. No, it's much more of a rock, paper, scissors in that game of like, these guys have spears, so you can't parry them unless you do blank. Like, okay. these guys have swords and shields, so this is how you deal with them. Like, it's much more, it's like that stance change stuff. So, I, like, yeah. I thought I remembered like wandering into higher level zones. Am I just misremembering? I don't, oh. I don't think that's the okay. case. I think it's more that like there's definitely like gating like you have to finish the first act before you get access to the rest of the island and all that stuff but and i think there probably are some bases that you kind of can't yeah there are definitely bases that are harder but it's not like there's a level a numbered level you need to reach to do them it's just just more okay more enemies there stuff like that and more abilities like having the extra abilities probably helps so there's something we should point out about buying this game which is that if you have the ps4 version and you pay twenty dollars you can get the all the expansion content for the PS4 version. Right. Right. That does not give you the PS5 version. But that PS4 version got patched ages ago, like at PS5 launch, to run at 60 FPS on the PS5. So you could just pay the 20 and get all the new content and still have the, you know, the version <laughs> that performs more smoothly. Like, you don't necessarily, I think, need to pay that extra 10 bucks. Like, there's... The, the impression I got was there's not that much extra in the PS5 SKU. For that extra no, it bucks. looks it looks a little twinklier, a little prettier <laughs> in general. Like, but yeah, like the performance, I think, is pretty much the same as that. Like you said, that PS4 yeah. patch, and yeah. you know, like it, it was already probably one of the best looking PS4 games. Yeah, it's, so it looks amazing. So they yeah, didn't I, really change that much. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut the way the director intended. Yes, finally, Tsushima. we are seeing Akira Kurosawa's vision. <laughs> yes. Uh, anybody else? Uh, uh, twelve minutes is out. Anybody well, else? Uh, well, uh, uh, go along on that one. I'm so we'll, we'll, glad we'll that game's that. finally released. I spent a good long time just unloading, unburdening on Man. the on the Discord. Boy, did public opinion turn on that game. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'll, I'll say for my part, I gave up on it. I got about half. I think based on what the walkthrough I looked at, it was I was about halfway through the story. And I just got so tired of the repetition and so tired of just banging my head yeah. against stuff that I was like, you know what? I just need to see what happens. Yeah, I, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead. I would say I read what happens and I'm glad I did that <laughs> because I do not want to spend any more fucking time playing that game. Man, that makes me want to see the end of it. But I, I, I mean, a, we had a bunch of new games to play this week, but B, I, I hit the same wall you did. 
of having to do that repetitive like setup every single time you want to experiment to try to figure out what to do you know like it's just so much busy work without spoiling anything and i'm not going to spoil anything here i will just say i really i'm sad because i think as an experiment that game was a really cool sounding thing like i really wanted to see what they did with it i don't think the gameplay gets there i think that the this pacing of it is off in a way that i think is just discouraging to people and i'm gonna say right now if that was the story that dude had in mind all this time I'm amazed someone put money behind that shit because Ooh. that is it is a whopper. It's funny. Okay. It's it's uh I I had like the gameplay for me I was okay on patience wise on it but you know I'm very used to all levels of adventure games and every game very much is a point and click adventure game with with a mechanic built into test your patience kind of um but <laughs> now that you know Alex where that mm-hmm. game goes, does my does my message to, to our group Slack make the much two AM message makes so much more sense now? <laughs> okay, good. Yes, I, man, just holding I, on to that and to, to be able to finally talk to someone about that thing was really really hard. I I see what they were going for. I see what the inspiration was. The chops were not there. <laughs> that is my opinion. All right. Um, we have a thread on our Discord dedicated to that game. If you want to get in there, and one for Psychonauts too, also. And if you one want to for talk Psychonauts too. If you want to share your thoughts uh, in there, we do ask that people please uh, continue to Use spoiler, spoiler tags tag stuff in there as as they are chatting. Uh, I was in there quite a bit with as soon as that thing was made. Who's ready to talk? Let's go. Yeah. Um, all I could say is I feel like. The thing I kept grinding my teeth on was, I can't wait to see what the people think of this game when it comes out. Uh, and now I have seen it. Shall we take a break? We'll come sure. back and we'll talk, as any. talk about some games, come some other stuff uh, going on. Uh, spoilers. Gamescom happened. <laughs> or yeah, is, is continuing to happen actually as, as yeah. we record this podcast digitally but uh we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna talk a little bit more a little bit more about that in just a few this week's show is brought to you by rocket money rad shoemaker alex navarro i bet you guys have subscriptions i had a lot of subscriptions i had too many subscriptions and at a certain point I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day, my busy schedule, your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. 
Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What, what are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh-huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know it. they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN expressvpn.com slash nextlander thanks expressvpn and we're back and we're not the only ones that want to talk about video games the world wants to know what's happening with jeff keely (laughs) um he had a red blazer he has a very nice maroon looking coat yes I feel like he lives in that stage. I feel like the, I've, it is the year of Jeff Keeley on that set. It's a very nice set. You think, he, you think they redo that set at some point because it has gotten so much, so much use. Yeah, like he alluded to the stream they did from there, like what, two months ago at some point. <laughs> was it Summer Games? I forget what it's called. Uh, it was Fest? Summer Games Fest? Yeah, so, I think so. You're right. Tonight was the opening night live, which I'll say again, ONL really just feels like a news network where the My Pillow guy is going to show up to oh yell boy. at me about the election. Oh boy. You're watching ONL for uh, big updates on your favorite game. So this was part of the Gamescom uh, uh, suite. Microsoft had a presentation earlier in the week. This was the kind of opening night live, ONL, mm-hmm. opening night live. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It felt like felt like you know a general. It was two hours. The the opening night live thing, extended views that felt a little padded. Maybe is what I would say. Twenty twenty one is the year of managed expectations, and I think as a managed expectations kind of live stream, there were some hits, there were some misses, there were awards that I think legally should not have been able to happen. <laughs> yeah, those but awards nonetheless, were ridiculous. I mean, you know, like there was a very long Call of Duty Vanguard demo which looked like a call of duty game yeah um but also preamble which again i like laura bailey but like 
That went on for a while. Very long uh, Death Stranding director's cut thing to finish the show with. Like, yeah. it's padding, you know? Like, last year's yeah. was padded, too. Like, we're still in a pandemic. Like, not a lot of games are coming out. Like, the Horizon Forbidden West delay was confirmed on this show, which was bizarre. Because they began that segment by saying, we have some exciting news about the upcoming Horizon Zero Dawn, or uh, yeah. Forbidden West. And then it was a delay, which... I don't know if exciting is the word I would use. Like, necessary, sure. I feel like the exciting part is that it wasn't that long of a delay. It's coming out in February. Yeah, that's not, it's not bad. It's fine. Yeah, and that, that had been, um, I think we talked about it here, kind of yeah, rumored, rumored. like the, the worst-kept yeah. rumor, uh, one of the worst-kept rumors. But they did have some stuff to show uh, the Saints Row uh, reboot or or the next Saints Row thing was... Yes, the next the next great game in the Saints Row <laughs> franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a... a it was interesting in a lot of ways and not surprising in some other ones. So, you know, it is going back into Saints Row, but not with any of the characters that uh, where it seemed like not any of the characters we have seen before. I mean, the, they had one of the actresses from the game there and she straight up used the word reboot. So. Yeah. So safe. Bet. I think they no, came out and said straight up. It is yeah. new characters, new city. Pretty, pretty safe bet. No Johnny Gat is going to be showing up. You're, and honestly, that's fine. Yeah. That, like, it, no, it, yeah, yeah, I, no. I'd fucking, that, all the old Saints Row stuff is extremely played at this point. Yeah. They got what they needed out of it. And if they're going to do this, like, I think a, a refresh is very much in order. Like, I can't like, say that that trailer necessarily, like, dazzled me, but, like, I'm just glad they're doing it. The, and the I s- hope it's good. The story, the story trailer was kind of fine. Not amazing, but they showed a bunch of gameplay that very much looked like a dumb crime open world game with a lot of helicopters and explosions and goofy shit. With four people four doing co-op. it. Yeah, doing it together. We don't know that. No, they I said, think. I think they came Did out they? and said. Uh, it is definitely co-op. Every mission in the game is a co-op mission, says Rob Loftus, Volition's executive producer. Okay, okay. I had not been able to find that confirmed anywhere. People were saying it in chat a bunch on during yeah. that stream without being able to source it. So I, would, I mean, sure all their key art was like four people yeah, hanging I mean, out it, on a car. Yeah. And- like before we realized it was Saints Row, I assumed it was like a, another Left 4 Dead PvE co-op shooter kind of game because four friends hanging out is just very conspicuous at this point. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, you know, like that's cool. Like, all right. Uh, like I'll, I'll jump into that stuff. I like, if you, if you're going to take some of the grand theft auto online stuff and, and mix it maybe with strip some, out of the, some of the bad parts. Yeah. Strip out some of all, take all the bad parts out. Um, and you know, just some hijinks in the saints row world with, uh, a few other people. I mean, I, I wonder though, I wondered if they actually have those ambitions to try to, move into the Grand Theft Auto online space. You know, like that's different than just saying this has four player co-op. That's, you know, that's a big, giant that is very different connected online world with microtransactions and all kinds of infrastructure. But that thing is so popular. Like on the one hand, you could see them wanting to go for some of that. On the other hand, like, you know, muscling the 800 pound gorilla out of the way. Yeah. Probably well, not also like, And the problem is the 800 pound gorilla, like a lot of the, what sucks about it is rooted very much in that connected online world. It's the fact that like people can just constantly grief you and you know, like, yes, it's fun having all that weird content in there. And just like, sometimes when it goes wrong, it's fun. But I think like 
for me, I would much rather play this in a closed environment with three of my friends than have the possibility of other chuckleheads coming yeah, in right. and fucking it up. Yeah, that's a very different thing, obviously, from GTA Online. Yeah. Well, the parts of like the the I mean, I would say I would roll that into the parts we said cut out, right? The uh, the bad parts of GTA Online. The the good parts of GTA Online are the heists, or at least for me, the parts I really liked were the more scripted, more narrative missions that kind of had you bouncing around in a with your crew. Going around, I think we, I don't think we ever got griefed online during a mission, during a heist. But those were always a lot of fun. I, I would love to do some more stuff like that in that world. Uh, so that could be a lot of fun. So we'll see. Take these uh, Gen X or Millennial. I don't know what the term is. These these young kids on some heist missions. Gen, uh, Gen Z. Gen Z. You're, okay. Yes. Uh, the, these twenty somethings, let's say. Uh, uh, these MTV kids, Zoomers, mm. yeah, yes, MTV, right. yes, the choice of a new generation. These uh, these Pepsi Clear kids uh, mm-hmm. across the nation, the the Live Moss generation. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, they're living that Vita Loca, and here they go uh, across the world now. So yeah, I'm up for it. Let's see. I, I don't think this had a date or anything, but it is just called Saints Row, right? Yes, that is what the title no, no, is it, currently. February 25th next year oh okay nice that's this soon that is pretty soon that is pretty soon the thing must be almost done is it called the saints row or is no, it just, is no, just, no just, they did not put a thud in front of it it's a bummer just saints row uh so that, that was like near the top and that was um oh yeah february 25th ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series x pc but on the epic game store there and then uh uh i i think i saw before uh cross gen play but i don't know if that's cross uh console what are we calling the cross system uh cross, cross play cross i don't know if it's cross system but you said that you can play across the console generation so yeah i don't know if the xbox and pc people get in there um we mentioned that kind of longer uh call of duty thing there was a doki v doki v doki v yes. i don't know appears what to, to be something that. of a pokemon-esque yeah, MMO kind of thing. It looked amazing. Like the oh. fidelity of that thing was like one of the best, maybe the best looking game in that whole stream. Like just graphically, looks very advanced. It had a little bit of that ratchet thing where it felt like there were a thousand things happening at once at any given moment, and it was a little difficult to parse some of it. But also, also kind of yeah, amazing, like you said. I don't have no idea what that game is. Like I, it defies description. I'm not even going to sit here and try to talk about it. You should just go watch footage of it if you want to see what it is, because it is like bizarre yeah it's it's completely bizarre uh i'm looking at this polygon story and they have a correction at the bottom which i'll read because i feel like they are also in the same boat the correction reads a previous version of the article described this game as an open world mmo per previous marketing text following the trailer's reveal the developer pearl abyss clarified with ign that the game is better described as an quote action open world adventure end quote and not an mmo uh okay Still, yeah. no idea. I don't know. Very colorful. <laughs> uh, like near photorealistic backgrounds with these hyper stylized characters. Yeah, like wacky cartoon shit happening around it. Very weird. A lot going on. Seemed cool. Uh, creature collection game. Doke, Doke V. Doke V. Yeah. Get on it. Jump on it. 
Uh, they announced that Marvel XCOM that's been rumored. Yes. It's called Midnight Suns. Which I think is based on a specific storyline within Marvel Comics, though it is not one I am familiar with at all. I would believe oh. that. I mean, it's got Yellow Suit Wolverine, which is like about the extent of my... I mean, that tells me which Marvel this is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't know Marvel or comics generally all that well, but if I see Yellow Suit Wolverine pop up, I know what this is like comics ass comics. Yeah. Um, this is some of that 80s, early 90s shit. I guess Jake Solomon, who's kind of longtime Firaxis guy. This is Firaxis. I don't know if we said that. Yes. Like literal makers of XCOM. I guess he said he said there are zero mechanics shared between XCOM and Midnight Suns, quote unquote. Huh. What does that so, mean? Like no permadeath. Like, um, no I don't know. Overwatch? I, I, I don't well, know. I don't think you can. Well, that's a comic book character, so you literally can't permanently kill anyone. Right. Nobody and permanently mo- dies in comics. Also, most of them don't use guns, so. Yeah, unless you're the probably, Punisher. It's probably got to be a pretty different kind of mission design philosophy than than an XCOM. And you're um and you're a whole new character, right? Like you're you play as a created character on the team. I mean, I assume you're still commanding, you know, the cadre of Marvel heroes in front of you. Yeah, I thought Jeff Keighley was very impressed that they made up their own their own character. Did they make up their character. own character? Or do they let you design your own character? Because I'm one of those I definitely prefer over the other. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure. I was mostly focused on the uh, Enter Sandman cover uh, for a lot of that oh, trailer. God. Uh, I'm telling you, there is one video game marketing plan dated like July 2009. That says slow down cover of popular song and every company has been using that same doc since. <laughs> I mean, I thought we were past it. Honestly, it's been long enough that I was like, okay, this is finally enough of a cliche that people aren't going to keep doing this. Right. But nope, we will never be free of it. Never. I really didn't think inner Sandman was on that short list though. Um, it seems like the thing I'm looking over doesn't give the character a name. They just say, uh, newly resurrected hunter. The Hunter, I guess, is just your your character. An all-new character designed in partnership with Marvel Comics. So, Hunter is there to stand in for the player and will be highly customizable in both appearance and combat ability. So, it sounds like, Alex, maybe a bit of both worlds. Like, they're giving yeah, you an right. we'll archetype see. and you'll, you'll customize maybe a bit. Maybe I don't want to be a hunter. <laughs> what do you want to be? You wanna... Captain Caveman. <laughs> well... Uh, hopefully, with this two ninety nine pack, you can you can fulfill your dreams. All right. Um. Yeah. All right. They talked about Halo. Yeah. Let's talk about Halo. They put a, they put a date on Halo Infinite. It's December eighth, as rumored. Merry uh, Christmas, Xbox. Just just don't expect to use the Forge mode or play campaign co op, because those are not making it in at launch. Yeah. My understanding is they are coming around to season two of whatever their content slate is. Yeah, so I mean, if that comes out in December, I mean, you could very loosely ballpark. I don't know, summer. April? Oh, maybe summer. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, you're right. I could spring, see the summer. I could see there. the seasons being maybe three months. I don't know if they've specified how long their seasons are, but I don't think they have. I would guess two to three months per. So, I mean, hopefully, yeah. there's um, I mean, campaign co-op. It's kind of kind of things, but hopefully, there's enough going on in there to keep everybody busy for a while. I mean, that game. Well, the multiplayer is free to play. Like anybody yeah. can just download and play that. So that's kind of neither here nor there. Um, also, you know, so that's, you're they, saying they, Brad Shoemaker says not enough in my Halo Infinite. Nope. Halo Infinite, more like Halo Thinfinite. You know what I'm I saying? Would, I would wow, never, I would never pass judgment on the work of hardworking game developers. 
I'm sure. I'm sure just getting this thing out the door at all is a feat. But also, Especially like the, the reaction last year. The campaign is like this kind of weird quasi open world thing. So I don't even know how co op would work in that necessarily. Like, I don't know if they, maybe they haven't got quite figured that out yet. It's hard to say. Um, and jump in a warthog and roll around, do some business, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Get out there. I'm, pick, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Get out there, halo it up. I'm excited. This year, December 8th. Got a it was interesting new- that that was there at the uh, the the opening night live and not at Microsoft's thing the day before. Did they not talk? Did they? I thought they were li- they uh, announced at least the um, Halo Xbox at the at the Microsoft thing. Yes, they thing. did. They did announce a Series X, a custom Series X, uh, and a new controller Halo. and a new Elite Series Two controller. Well, no, that Series Two controller has been around for like two, three years now. Wait, the Halo? But not one? the not the Halo not, not looking that design. One. Not oh, the Halo, yeah. not the Halo looking one, but that model of Elite has been around for a couple yes. of years. Yeah, I think I mean, 2019 is when that came out. The skinned new Halo Series 2 Elite controller. Hey, now it's green. What's that? Hey, oh, now, now it's green. green. Yeah. Yes. Um, maybe this will be the one I get finally. I I mm. they're too expensive. They're very expensive. I, those things are pretty I could some people in our Twitch chat were like fuck those things. When that thing came up, those things are fairly prone to defect. Oh, that stinks. Is is my understanding. Oh, that's a shame. My, my Elite Series 1 has held up pretty well, though admittedly I've mostly stopped using it since I got the Series X, but... Yeah. They're like, they're really pricey. It's like $150. Um, bucks. I mean, defects aside, it's like a very well-made, you know, sturdy-feeling controller. I, but so is the regular Series X controller, is the thing. Like, it doesn't have yeah. as much modular they're design not bad. to it, but... They're not bad everything on the steam controller uh there was a couple of other other things that um uh that midnight fight express was uh just i don't know it seems like there's a couple of these games coming around they're like uh the the john wick likes yeah uh, uh sifu was also uh showing yes. a little bit there sifu has been around yeah. for a while i think they, they finally put a date on that thing and then yeah there was that midnight fight express which is more of like an isometric version of that yeah so games will be coming games oh uh, Video games. i want to see more of the gameplay from that um x-men game uh, from that Firaxis game i want to see i want to see what that looks like and um you know i assume it's all turn-based where you're queuing up your power so i want to see how that stuff all works together you know with the baddies mm-hmm. in it uh also i hope they have uh some some fun base building stuff though I don't know, Brad, you saying that they are more divergent from XCOM than alike from XCOM. Zero mechanics, says Jake Solomon. But I like XCOM. Just give me a danger room, man. Let me let me build my X mansion. I hope it I hope it flies. Um and that was kind of it so far from the uh I mean Microsoft had a couple of other smaller things. They talked about trebuchets for quite a while. Um uh Age of Empires has some video about the history of things the uh the thing i saw that kind of jumped out to me was they're going to add um some racing within uh, microsoft flight simulator as a mode where you can go and race uh world war ii airplanes uh and that seems neat they said they're pretty much just testing that all out now so mm-hmm. uh and, you know updates there was a, a longer demo also in there for uh forza horizon 5 uh they parachuted a bunch of cars out of planes <laughs> Uh, I not a lot to say there other than hey that game still looks real pretty. I bet it'll be good. 
The controller they announced looks less pretty. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. It's like a yellow clear plastic with like neon pink and neon blue, like Jackson Pollock fucking uh, gender reveal paint, like fucking splattered all over it. It does not look right. You still don't love, you don't love art? Okay. No, I don't. I hate it. I, I knew it. I knew no more it. art. Banned. And then somehow Crusader Kings 3 is coming to uh, Xbox Series X. And somehow PS5. is the right word for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They'll Crusader find Kings a way. 3, the console game uh, uh, everybody associates with consoles. Yeah. Um, but that's not the only news. No, it's not. What, uh... What uh? What didn't the sometimes the stuff that doesn't get announced is the news. Like we didn't get a date on that game, uh, Wild. No, no, that's where. When I haven't heard about that, that one in a while. When are we gonna get that date? Never. I, mean, I guess. I guess. I guess never. If the internet video games reporter Jeff Grubb is to be believed. Hmm. This is not overly surprising, considering that it seemed like Ubisoft had more or less parted ways entirely with Michelle Ansel. Uh, So this was this was not a Ubisoft game. This was Sony. Oh, that's right. Wild was in development at Sony with Ansel. Studio, I forgot. Yes. Um, and he claimed it was still in development even after he left game development altogether a year or two ago to go work in an an, an, like a nature preserve, (laughs) like an animal preserve. Uh, he said instead of making a wild video game, he went to work in the wilds. Um, anyway, yeah, Jeff Grubb said apparently, like he said, Ansel abandoned the project and that it is it got shut down some time ago and it has not been a thing for a while. So there, there like is this is just confirmation. Well, so there is no confirmation, right? This is and this there probably never will be. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's possible they could comment on it. I don't know. Or they very well could not. I mean, considering they have not shown anything that from that game since like 2017, right. I wouldn't be surprised if they just do the agent thing of like quietly pretending that thing never existed. Yeah. I mean, I wonder yeah. if we'll ever get like more footage or something of the like, hey, how far did that game go before? Yeah. Um... Also, did he leave game development or was he ushered out of game development? Because Whoa. I think he left the company kind of around that time. Like, obviously, he was he's... not at the game like not at Ubisoft full time, but he was still working in game development and working on presumably beyond good and evil. I think kind of up until people started getting shuffled out of there amid all the, you know, the allegations going around Ubisoft. I think, I think he's quote unquote retired. Okay. Is, uh, is, um, this, this, and I'm not sure that there were any significant allegations around him. I, I, I remember reading something that said that like he was a difficult boss to work with mm. but that mm. was i think the extent of it i see uh this this uh, article from uh 2020 says after more than 30 years i've just start decided to stop working on video games and fully focus on my second passion wildlife okay not wild no wildlife and not life yes wildlife well wildlife. the subset of life yeah the wildest of life um yeah, you think uh, you think uh, message Grub and see what he thinks about Beyond Good and Evil Two. And mm. Think we see anything mm. that thing? Think They're think- more invested in that thing than than, <laughs> than Wild ever was. So Dude, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. I haven't seen hide nor hair of that game for like four years now. Yeah, Brad. I think you and I saw it in motion, right? 
I, yeah, I, I don't you saw a thing you, in motion. I don't remember if you were there or not, but I definitely saw an alpha build of that game being played. I saw, yeah, I saw somebody being played. It, it existed as a, as a something. Uh, so I'm just of the mind that you cannot quietly cancel that game. Like you will be asked, to, like Ubisoft will be asked about that game in 2045 when we, you know, like half the planet is under water. People are still going to be asking, "Hey, where the fuck is Beyond Good and Evil 2? And they're going to be like, "Wild came out. There's still hope." All right, Alex. Any other news kicking around these parts? Haha! I tricked you into letting me talk about wrestling. Oh man, I did it. This was supposed to be a Transformers story. Nope, I fucked you over. Um. All right, so this is going to be my very brief wrestling rant. I'm going to try not to do too many of these because I know neither of you guys give a shit about this stuff. I, I, I Listen, I, much like we have said here before, I love the things you are passionate about. So okay. I want to live, I share this passion through you. Tell me about the wrestling. And before you get into it, I just want to make clear that I don't care how passionate you are about wrestling. I don't give a shit. <laughs> No, you don't need to. <laughs> I, I am absolutely going to listen with interest to what you have to say. <laughs> okay. But I'm, unlike, I'm, unlike, unlike Vinny, I don't think there's anything that could... I, I don't hate wrestling, to be clear. I don't actually hate it. But, but you don't like any, it. You don't care about it. I don't and think there's I'm anything not, that could could convince me. I'm not going to try to make you. That's I appreciate not, it not from way. afar. I yes. appreciate that. Appreciate or I appreciate that people appreciate it. <laughs> and you appreciate good drama. And there's I, some good drama yeah, here. I appreciate their appreciation of it by proxy. And that's enough for me. So just quick preface of this is that I have not watched any WWE content really in about two years or longer at this point. I don't touch it. I don't watch it. I'm not interested in it. The, the product is terrible right now. That's and, kind of here. I am asking questions about a thing. I just declared yeah. I don't give a shit about yeah. That's WWE in particular, like not WWE all wrestling, in particular. Like, so AEW okay. has risen up, especially in the last year. And they 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 got through the pandemic. They've started doing crowd shows again, whether they should or not. That's a different question. But they have absolutely recaptured yeah, people's interest I've, in wrestling again i've gotten the sense they have like taken the crown here right why am i having a conversation with you no, about no let's let's have the conversation <laughs> i'll explain to you about. why you care about it um i mean literally cm punk a wrestler who retired because he was so fucking miserable at wwe and like literally quit wrestling after being one of the biggest like fanboy wrestlers to ever become successful just yeah, debuted he, on aw this past week yeah i saw that didn't he go into ufc for a while he had two fights. He did not do well. It did okay. not mean much of anything. All right. But so he came back, and it was probably the biggest pop I've ever seen for any wrestler in my lifetime. What is a, what is a pop? It is a huge Don't crab reaction. Don't answer that. I, stop God. asking the questions, then. <sighs> All right. So that said, AEW does have a video game in development, but it's not planned on coming out until next year. So theoretically, this year... WWE would have had the release calendar to themselves, wrestling-wise. Okay. Not happening. Why not? It has been delayed again, and I should say again because they just straight up canceled last year's game. They just didn't do it. They said we're okay. gonna we're gonna take a year off. We're gonna re re reset everything. Um, and so it was supposed to come out fall this year, and it has been delayed to March of next year. And you know, look again, pandemic. Game development's hard right now, you know, a lot of, and there were a lot of factors that were working against them. They had severed their relationship with Ukes after decades right. and tried to take over development full-time in-house at Visual Concepts. That's resulted in WWE 2K20, which was a pretty fucking broken game in a lot of ways. And that was their first non-Ukes release? I think Ukes did do work on it, but they okay. severed that relationship part of the way through development of that game. Okay. And then wasn't Ukes making their own wrestling product? 
Well, they wanted to. They had a whole other animation system and other stuff that they had built, and visual concepts apparently would not let them do it. So now AEW has hired them, and they are making the AEW game. Oh, shit, really? Yes. Oh, this is like, it's, how is wrestling game development wrestling? How are Again, people ripping you off shirts? tore off the fucking WWE <laughs> yeah. shirt. They had an AEW shirt underneath. Did Okay, so did that announcement get a big pop? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, they didn't have a lot to show at the beginning, but, like, and I think people are rightfully a little, there's a little trepidation around Ukes just because of the years of built-up cruft around those games, Uh but it's hard to say exactly how much of it was their fault versus, like, publisher, developer Mm. stuff, so, the key thing here, though, is that, like, last year's game not happening was apparently a strain point between 2K and WWE, and the story that I am reading from a sports gamer online, which cites internal sources, take this with as many grains of salt as you want, but I think it kind of goes along with what I have heard uh, independently, is that uh, right now WWE is not happy with their, their deal with 2K. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they might be looking at other options, but maybe in that very WWE way of threatening a lot of things, but maybe not actually doing anything about it. It's hard to say. But it sounds like that thing is in bad shape, that relationship. And I'm guessing that if this game comes out, it isn't in any way broken. That is probably the impetus they are going to use to try and sever that. So what was the pushback? Oh, sorry, the, the date pushback. So is it outside of this year or is it just delayed to? It's like- March 2022. Okay. So normally those games come out in November or, or October. So the last one was 2020? October 2020. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. And the last the last one was 2K 2020, but it came out in 2019. It's that, that sports oh, game sure, sure, naming yeah. convention. Okay, thing. okay. What will they call this one? 2K 22. 2K 22. Okay, so they just, they put the the next year on it. Okay. Or maybe it's 2K 21. I don't even, you know, what? I, it should, <laughs> by, by that naming convention, it should be 2K 22, so. Should be 2K 22, yeah. All yeah. right, interesting. Does the Ukes one have a name? Uh, I think right now it's just AEW video game insert title here. Like it okay. does not have a, yes. a full thing yet. Unannounced AEW video game. <laughs> yeah. Drama. Drama. And so the, oh, there, I forgot the best detail of this. So mm-hmm. WWE games notoriously bad about having wrestlers on their rosters that are no longer on the rosters because they have mm-hmm. to lock that shit like eight months before the game comes out. And then they always inevitably cut a bunch of people. WWE has been firing people left and right. They have been laying people off constantly over mm-hmm. the last like eight months. So apparently a big pain point on this and a big part of the reason why they wanted the push is that their roster was just straight up hopelessly outdated. To the okay. point where a bunch of those people on that roster are probably already in AEW now. I scanning over this story. I just I wish the best for the people at Visual Concepts. Sounds yeah. Like it's, uh, I used to work there, man. Like <laughs> I know I have no I have nothing but love for that studio. But it feels like they got saddled with a project yeah. they never fully wanted, and they have tried to take ownership of it in a way that has not resulted in good things. And and maybe a, a license relationship that is fraught, to say the least. To say the least. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, that's my wrestling rant. We don't have to do this again for a good well, long while. I just I, wanted to I, get it out there. Maybe maybe, maybe sooner than later you'll have an actually good wrestling game based on a good league to play. That would be amazing. I would be nothing would make me happier. And now I know why there have been like pictures of CM Punk all over the place. Like yep. now, now I finally get it. I was wondering what was going on. I didn't even know he had left the WWE. He's now, been gone like, for seven and a half years. <laughs> I mean, look how caught up I am. Yeah. I, mean, I think 
I filmed Guess an what? interview Daniel with Daniel Bryan's that guy. going there too. Who? Daniel Bryan. Okay, I recognize that name, but I yeah. couldn't I couldn't match the face. Uh, uh little guy, beard. Mm. Very beardy. They, did they Looks compete, like a game developer? Did they compete in the uh the wrestling uh wrestler challenge things they would do around WrestleMania, the video he game thing? He, I don't think Brian ever really competed, but he was always there at the SummerSlam for interviews. I interviewed him a couple okay. of times. He was really All right. nice. That is kind of a uh, if you say seven years ago, that's probably about when we stopped covering those things. So that is yeah. about the end of my knowledge. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a limited, it's a limited set. All right. Well, that is definitely the news. Yes, uh, we've, hit, we've hit the wrestling news. So that goes into the news and that's going to do it for this week's show. Video games, video games, psychonauts Two. play yeah, psychonauts Two. Kick psychonauts ass. Two. It's good. Recompile. It's that Metroidvania where you're inside the computer doing a it's, bunch of stuff. It's, it's neat. It's, it's neat. It's worth looking at. It's neat. It's on Game Pass. What are you, what's stopping you? And there you go. Aliens Fireteam Elite. $40. Yeah. It's, it's a lot yeah. of aliens in it. And uh, it's three-player co-op. If, you're, and, if you can't wait for Back for Blood. Yeah. Maybe I mean, wait maybe, for Back for Blood. Maybe check it out. Or you like, I the, don't know. You like the sound I don't know. those uh, guns make. I don't know if we we didn't really talk about Back for Blood on this podcast, but like we played some of that beta a couple weeks ago. Like, I, I don't it was know which good. I don't know which one I would take. Like, mm. I didn't. I thought Back for Blood was okay. I think Aliens Fireteam Elite is okay. Like, they're both okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think they're I think they're both okay. They're, they're both passable examples of that. The uh, four player or you know the the PVE co op shooter. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut out now. You can go get that other island. And and it's got it's got monkeys on it and deer and animals <laughs> and a you can pet and a lock on yeah and then um you got uh, all that Gamescom stuff I assume more will be coming out as time mm, time progresses we're probably past all the major announcements at this point it's mostly just whatever constitutes an online digital expo at this point uh, your your ONL and your your uh, your your Microsoft press conference. And then, um, you know, some of that wrestling. And then, will Wild ever come out? Nope. Rub says no. So uh, I also say no. I have zero inside information. But the the, the Grub Hub, uh, the Grub Hub, no Grub Snacks. <laughs> I, was, I got my I think Grub Hub will get them sued. I thought you were, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, Grub Hub is still very much a going concern. I guess you couldn't. I guess you couldn't use that one. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. And, uh, if you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com this week. We've got a lot going on on the Patreon side. So we have a, uh, discord Q and a happening for all members of the Patreon. Uh, you can go check that out, uh, this Thursday at 1 PM Eastern, uh, look for a discord stage. That'll be on the, uh, the discord. Uh, we have, if you are in the, um, if you are in the mission control tier and up, you can go vote on what we happen. I think that poll is still up. What we're going to be playing this Friday in the kind of Patreon selects category uh, and a bunch of other stuff going on. So if you want to head on over there, go to patreon.com slash nextlander or go to nextlander.com. And thanks everybody who's headed over there and supported us past, present, and future. And thanks everybody just for supporting us by listening and spreading the good word. We really do appreciate it. This is how we do. This is how we do it. Mm-hmm. This is this, how we do it. This is how it's, we do it. It's it's not typically Friday night when we podcast, but 
<laughs> just per, just pretend that it is. And and we are uh, very appreciative. One of uh, the benefits of the mysterious benefactor tier is having your name read out on this here podcast. And I have a list in front of me of our mysterious benefactors as of the time of this recording. So here we go. Caravella reads the mysterious benefactor tier. Thanks everybody for supporting us at any level. And here are the mysterious benefactors. Max Velado, Aaron Gonzalez bearer, Andrew Jackson, Nick Donegan, Mark Wilhelm, Matthew Herrig, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Blood Emblem, Brian Murphy, Anders Bouget, Conrad Kuzman, Stephen Olkovics, Daya, G-Chap, John McInnes, Greg Martin, Jack Eineker, James Smith, Giant Frying Pan, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, John Hubbard, Jad Rita, John B, Adam Bilo, Casey Shaughnessy, Quinto, Andrew Slosky, Angie Valadaris, Sean Miller, Matt, Robert Fisher, Thomas Lynn, Rick Button, Robo Jebus, Skywarp, Will Loomis, Evan Cook, Statics, Steve Lynn, JM, Jerry Lee, Brian D. Wow, that was a that was a block there. Joseph Reagan, Ninja Ducky, Ben Murden, Trevor and Adrian R. Jay Liner, Tyler Treese, Edward Chick, Mark Allenbach, Kevin Velado, Gary Pedgsky, Andrew Tiebkin, The Bunny Fiend, Devin Maestro Hall, Sean Phillips, Marcus G, Rob M, It Me JP, Malone Hart, Matthew King, Nelson LeBlanc, Randy Duax, Peter Reardon. And those are the mysterious benefactors. Make this joke every time. Now yeah. less mysterious. Let's demystified. Let's say it's why they called them. We called them that so we could make that joke every time. Every time. It's it's hilarious. It's and funnier it every time funnier you say it. Every time I do it, folks. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to check out our stuff from this week, jeez, this week, this week, this week, we wrapped up that thirteenth uh, doll, that FMV game. If you want to go see that, that archive is up. On YouTube, if you want to see the finale, the grand finale of State of Decay 2, which also we should mention, State of Decay 3, not getting a lot of headlines uh, over the course of Gamescom. Not there yet. But more State of Decay news came out. Anyway, if you want to see our playthrough of State of Decay 2 wrap-up, you can do that from last week. And, And actually way more of me playing that new port of Quake. That new release of Quake that came out. That's right. If you want to see State of Decay. Brad quaking it up. Uh, you can check that out. That is also up on the site. Uh, and our talk over of the Gamescom stuff uh, will be up soon, if not already, by the time you listen to this. Folks, we couldn't do this without you. It's true. It's true. Absolutely could not. I definitely could not. I don't think any of us here could. No. But we had be... Not, not in the slightest. Uh, so thanks, everybody. Really do appreciate all the support um, and, uh, uh, and helping us get where we're going. Alex Navarro, Brad Schumerkid. Thank you. Could not do this without you guys either. And we couldn't do it without you, Vinny. Just be me and dumb vocal effects. Uh, Probably even not those. Probably a market for it. 
<laughs> Market for just about anything on the internet. These yeah, days. it's true. This is something that will be there. Well, I couldn't be doing this, and I couldn't be happier doing it. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the support. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>